0: Okay, welcome to uh, the seventh episode of the British Grammar School uh, podcast for GCSE Class Civ. And this one is about death and burial. It's one of the shorter chapters, um, but we've got two sections, as usual, Um, Greece and Rome. Um, And each of those two sections, uh, I'm going to talk about five things. Um, And that is uh, the preparation, the procession and the burial, and then festival and festival okay so there are two festivals for each one you don't need to know them in anywhere near as much detail as you do for the actual festivals section um, that we looked at but you do need to know what they tell you about death and burial in the ancient world okay one of the things i'm going to do as we go through is i want to look at how you might answer a question on explaining how these things fitted in because One of the key things I think they're going to ask when it comes to death and burial is to explain away why they did the things they did and how they actually helped and what they were aiming to do for the dead. So I'm going to think about this explain question, explain the importance of. okay, And with all of them, it's going to be important to talk about what they did. So in order to explain it, you've got to say what it was. You've got to say why they did it, give some sort of explanation. And you've also got to then really hammer it home and say, and this meant that. Okay, so I'll talk through as we go. So I was going to start with um, the preparation then of the body um, in Greece. You've got a few things that were going on. Um, one or two are slightly better known. So for example, uh, a coin on the mouth of the, of the dead person. Um, that uh, is told in quite a lot of stories um, because it's an interesting little detail. The idea was that when, you're, when you go down to the underworld, when you've died, you can give uh, the coin to the ferryman, Caron, who will take you across um, the River Styx. But equally important, if not more important than that, um, was actually preparing the body by... Um, perfuming um, and washing um, and wrapping in a shroud. This stops the body from um, basically degenerating too much um, and means that it's um, not too unpleasant a task to actually bury. Um, You've got the prothesis. If you look at the uh, section on page 117, you'll notice there's a misprint there. Um, It does say prosthesis. Now, prosthesis uh, is something completely different. It's actually prothesis, okay? The laying out of the body. And then the lamenting of the family. Now, the lamenting of the family would have been done by the women of the family. They cut their hair. They dressed up in uh, shabby clothing. um, They beat their chests. They flailed their arms. They might even tear their clothes, um, depending on uh, what they they, they felt was most appropriate to, to pay the respects. So that's the preparation. Now, explain the importance of preparation of the body. Well, in that, then you've got to say some of the things we've already mentioned. So you say, what was the prothesis? Okay, it was the laying out of the body. What was the purpose of laying out the body? Well, it was so that everyone could come and see it. But that's not enough for an explain question. You've got to say, and in seeing it, they would then be able to feel that they would paid their respects and shown that they loved the person. Okay, so in a sense, you've got all those three things in an explain. Say what it was, explain it, but then really hammer it home. Second part was the procession, um, and in Greek uh, funerals, the, uh, or Greek um, death and burial rituals, the situation was you had what was called the ekfora, okay, which just means the carrying out. Okay, and that would have been, um, the dead person would have been carried out on a wagon, carried along, um, and you had members of the family, basically. Okay, if you want to see a picture of an ekphora, you've got a lovely scene at the bottom of page one one seven in your textbook. Um, notice that there aren't any um, prescribed sources for the topic, but you might get shown something like that because you can work out from looking at it some of the details. Interesting little hedgehog at the bottom right there. If you're interested in knowing why hedgehogs um, were seen by the ancient Greeks. Um, as being appropriate for uh, sort of life after death. Well, um, it's to do with the idea of hedgehogs hibernating, because the Greeks thought that they um, basically came back from the dead when actually what they were doing was just stopping hibernation. And then you've got the burial of the body. And you have a burial ground um, you can't just bury someone anywhere as in um, the modern uh, in modern times um, because of hygiene and various other um, aspects um, and you would uh, either bury the person or cremate them um, and you would add burial gifts um, to the grave and then you could put up um, what's known as a stair a sort of gravestone to indicate um, who it was and to give an opportunity to say something about the dead person Okay, really important to give respect to people once they died. Again, why put up a stairway? Explain the importance of stairlight. Well, it's all to do with um, putting up something that would show yeah. that the person, you know, sh- show the character of the person, and give them a chance to know where they were. That's not enough. You need to say kind of a little bit more and say, and this would have meant that. Okay. And then the two festivals for Greeks were the Anthesteria, late January, and that gave you an opportunity to remember the dead. And in fact, the Greeks thought that they would rise from the dead, these, um, these people. Um, and the idea was you poured libations, you poured wine onto the ground um, to Dionysus, and you would have celebrations of the life of the dead people. So it wasn't just as soon as they died, you got a chance to do it every year at the Anthesteria. Second celebration was the Ganesia. That was in late September, kind of around harvest time. The idea was you uh, decorate the graves with ribbons. Just as it's about to become winter time, you get these bright decorations of these graves and these uh, stelae, um, and you offer food and sacrifice to the dead. I suppose the idea of the Ganesia is probably that as it's coming to winter time, it's going to be harder to get out to sort of look after the grave in quite the same way. The flowers that you've put next to it, maybe, they're not going to necessarily survive. And so therefore you want to make the point that you've not forgotten the dead person. OK, that's a key thing in any sort of explain question is not forgetting, is respect. So any question you get about explaining Greek death and burial, you want to be thinking about the word respect. So that's Greek vessels um, of the dead. That's That's Greek death and burial. The Romans didn't do things massively differently,
1: um, but there were there were a few differences. So, again, using the same approach of preparation, procession, burial, and then a look at two festivals. We're going to look at how the Greeks, uh, the Romans this time, uh, sorted out their dead bodies. Um, And the big thing with Romans is we need to look at comparing how the poor did it and how the wealthy did it. First of all, let's look at poor people. We have less evidence of these guys because they couldn't afford fancy tombs. What we do know about poor people is that sometimes they would club together in a funeral club. So you would pay a little bit of money each month, like a member's fee. And sometimes you'd meet together and have meals or gatherings, social opportunities. Very nice. Um, Often these would be themed around people who worked in the same business. You might have a baker's guild or a blacksmith's guild. And you all put your money in each month. And then if one of you dies, there is enough money in the pot to pay for an appropriate funeral that you wouldn't otherwise have been able to afford on your own. But larger, wealthier families would typically be more lavish in their funeral processes, building showy, showy, offy tombs. Uh, So let's look at the preparation of the body. Very similar to the Greeks, but let's look at the differences. Um, If there were people present, if you died at home, a family member was supposed to kiss you as you died to capture your last breath. Delicious. Um, Members of your family would shout out your name as you died. The body was washed, just like the Greeks, perfumed, dressed in fancy clothes, and a coin was placed so that you could pay Um, the ferryman, the quorum was placed in the mouth so you could pay the ferryman to cross the river. Um, If you were a wealthy family and you had an atrium, the body was placed in the atrium for eight days and during that time, uh, the women of the household would lament and beat their chests. Obviously, if you didn't have the money, you didn't have an atrium, it was placed wherever it could be. But the eight days remains. The body was left out for eight days. Eight days after death was... um, Uh, the procession so in this procession we had again if you could afford them masked family members so your family would be wearing wax masks that represented uh, people who died previously in your family there were musicians flute players horn players processing along with the body um, while the body was carried on a bier. b-i-e-r there were Paid mourners. So if you could, if your family was wasn't particularly large, but you could afford the fees, you could pay mourners to make it look like more people were there supporting the dead. Um, And then you would have actors acting out, mimicking the life of the person. Now, you could be asked in your exam. So let's look at a typical exam question. Explain the importance of the participants of a Roman funeral procession. And just as before, you have the first thing you need to do is tell us who was involved. So you say masked family members, musicians, paid mourners and actors, tell them who was involved. Then you can explain the importance. The masked family members are important to remember the previous generations and to show that this person will be remembered too. Um, musicians and paid mourners and actors um, are there to show the wealth and status of the family. And you need to then say wealth and status were important to Romans to really get the full marks. Same as with family, you need to talk about how um, heritage and lineage were really important to Romans. And the actors imitating the life are important because it isn't just about the death. It's about celebrating the life lived. Okay, Um, once the body was processed in this manner, we get to the actual burial. This took place outside of the city to avoid pollution, both physical and spiritual, but close enough that people could visit. Um, So it might be placed on a road leading into the city. If you could afford a tomb, the body was placed in a tomb which looked like houses. Um, The body was either buried or cremated in the same manner as the Greeks. Um, If you are very wealthy, your body could be put in a sarcophagus. And there's some nice images of of sarcophagus on page one, two, two. And on a sarcophagus, you might carve imagery. That imagery is either going to be uh, the actual procession itself, or we have examples of the abduction of Persephone being carved onto sarcophagus. Um, and finally, if you could afford it, they would make a marble bust of the dead person, which would place in the household to remember them. Um, and Romans believed that when you died, the dead became manes, which were sort of spirits of family members that needed to be fed and left wine as offerings at their tomb. Manes is an important word. M-A-N-E-S. Um, now we need to move on to our first festival for the Romans. That's called the Parentalia. It was nine days long and took place between the 13th and the 21st of February. During this time, you were not allowed to marry. Uh, Temples and businesses were all closed. Unlike other Roman and Greek festivals, this was a domestic festival. It took place in the household. The only state or civic actions was that the Vestal Virgins performed a sacrifice. Now, this wasn't an extravagant festival. Uh, simply the family would go to the tombs or the sites of their, of their dead family members, and they would give a very simple offering. It could be a tile wrapped with flowers. It could be some grain or meal. It could be some salt as food. It could be bread that's been dipped in wine, or it could be violets. And that's all that the Romans needed for their parentalia at the tomb of their dead. Um, This took place over the first eight days, and on the ninth day, the family would share a meal at home. The final festival you need to learn about on death and burial, uh, which is is Roman, it's quite a a strange one, and this is called the Lemuria. This took place over three days, but not consecutive days. So one on, one off, one on, one off. So it was the ninth, the 11th, and the 13th of May, Just like the parentalia, you were not allowed to get married. Temples and businesses all had to close. However, um, instead of honouring your family's dead, the Lemuria was about warding off evil spirits. So you could think of it a bit like Day of the Dead or Halloween. It's about scaring off evil spirits. And there's a very odd process um, that you're supposed to go through to get rid of evil spirits um so if you think there's a shade which is the re- re- the word we're going to use for ghosts sort of in your house um then you should uh first of all make the sign with thumb and closed fingers almost like an, o- an okay sign or possibly uh I, don't know, I can't think of another way of describing that hand gesture uh but if you look at it you've definitely uh lost the game um And then once you've made that symbol, you need to uh, clean your hands in spring water. uh, And then you take some beans, you throw them while looking away and you say, with these beans I throw, I redeem myself and my family. You say that nine times without looking backwards. The idea is that the the ghost or the shade will then gather up those beans behind you without being seen. You then need to touch some water to clean your hands and you're supposed to... uh, Sound the bronze symbols, and you ask the spirit to leave the house. You then cry nine times, ancestral spirit depart, and hopefully when you look back, the ghost is gone. Very weird.
0: So that's four uh, mm-hmm. different festi- uh, different um, sort of festivals for the dead, <clears throat> but filling in uh, amongst different ways that the Greeks and Romans would have. Uh, looked after their dead and uh, dealt with death and burial.